Challenges and Solutions for Our Times We are just finishing our annual winter program, Inner Renewal Week. During this event, we try to make our classes deeper than usual and tailor them to the more serious truth seekers. The theme for this year has been Challenges and Solutions for Our Times. A central focus has been that only through changes in consciousness can permanent transformation take place. We began the week by looking at challenges and solutions for society at large. It is helpful first to assess world consciousness in terms of our present level of spiritual development. According to Sri Yukteswar, we have transitioned from the lowest age, Kali Yuga, the age of form and matter, and are currently in early ascending Dwapara Yuga, the age of energy. Consciousness now is beginning to advance, but society's overall level of maturity is still quite low. We have the increased energy that comes with Dwapara Yuga, but not yet the maturity to handle it responsibly. In my opinion, the three biggest problems we face today are, one, the polarization and tension between various political, religious, and national factions. Until people want to find common ground, neither solutions nor harmony can emerge. Two, a world still driven by greed. There is an increasing concentration of financial resources in a very small group of people and businesses for whom profit is more important than the welfare of others. Their never-ending thirst to possess more than they do is widely shared by others, however less well-placed many of them are to attain it for themselves. Three, the economic disruptions we will face in the near future as we try to prop up a teetering economy in a world in conflict on so many different levels. Unfortunately, world peace and harmony cannot be achieved given the current immaturity of world consciousness, and we'll have to wait for the slow wheel of time. Since we cannot expect solutions to come from outside, we must look within. Our task is first to change ourselves and then to share our uplifted awareness with all those willing to accept it. Fortunately for us, God is on our side. Every little effort we make is met by his grace. When we're really ready to change, he will draw us to the guidance of a guru. In this excerpt from his autobiography, Paramahansa Yogananda described his first meeting with his guru, Sri Yukteswar. Quote, oh, my own, you have come to me. My guru uttered the words again and again in Bengali, his voice tremulous with joy. How many years I have waited for you. His eyes held unfathomable tenderness. I give you my unconditional love. Will you give me the same unconditional love? 
Yogananda replies, I will love you eternally, Guru Deva. Then, when Sri Yukteswar suggested that Yogananda return to his family in Calcutta, Yogananda balked. At this, Sri Yukteswar said, quote, The next time we meet, you will have to reawaken my interest. I won't accept you as a disciple easily. There must be complete surrender by obedience to my strict training. Interestingly, when Swami Kriyananda met Yogananda and asked to become his disciple, a similar exchange took place. Swamiji wrote, quote, Gazing at me with deep love, he said, I give you my unconditional love. Will you give me your unconditional love? When Swami replied, yes, Yogananda continued, and will you give me your unconditional obedience? End quote. This, then, is the pattern we too must eventually follow. After a deep search for solutions, our hearts and minds will be ready for inner transformation. As God guides us back to him, he will ask of us two things, unconditional love and unconditional obedience. Though our ego may resist, we must come to the point where we offer these of our own free will. It is then that the true inner transformation can take place. This morning in meditation, I repeated over and over to Yogananda, I give you my unconditional love and obedience. Please guide me to God, to my own true self. As I did so, I was filled with a deep sense of gratitude and joy and the desire to serve as a channel of God's unconditional love to all. In the light, Nayaswami Jyotish. I'll comment a little on this blog. Um, obviously, the end point is to give unconditional love and unconditional obedience. That means to align our will without resistance to the will of God. But obviously, we don't start at that point. If we were at that point already, the job would be done. We start with what little love we do have. We give our love to so many things in this world, in uh, our jobs, our families, our desires. Over and over and over again, we parcel out our love. And it's just a long process to see that, well, I gave my love to this and it didn't give me the fulfillment that I was after. It's not something that can be forced. It just has to happen through experience. And after enough experience, we look for the thing, the one thing that will ultimately really, really fulfill us, which is God and God's love and living in the joy of God. And finally, we get to the point where we desperately want that, even if we may not know it. And we are ready to give our love, even if it's still conditional, 
even if there are things that pull on us. But the mere fact that we want to do that, that we want to love God with all our hearts and minds, that alone is the most important thing. And that will guide us step by step, ultimately and inevitably, to our goal of union in him. And as I say, fortunately, he's on our side, for he is our very own self.